0: What's good, people. It's Stretch. Sh- it's Don,
1: and we are here now, live in New York City. The cities are ruins. Optimus Prime has risen up and tried to punch Omicron in the face, but he's fallen. Megatron has switched sides, and now he's taken up to fight against the evil Omicron, the most feared of all Decepticons. And we are sheltered in place, waiting it out like everybody else on this non-snowy Christmas. <laughs> The worst Transformers fanfic ever, and I used to write Transformers fanfic when I was a wee little kid because I was a fucking nerd. Ooh, I used to love Transformers, man, and not not this, not this one, but I used to love Transformers.
0: <laughs> oh man, yo, things went from zero to one hundred real quick, as yes. uh, our boy Drake would say. Um, Christmas is canceled. <laughs> Santa, Santa Claus, Santa, Santa, Santa sex scandal has happened. I, I, I was gonna say Santa, Santa probably has COVID <laughs> at this point because everybody and their mother is getting COVID right now. Um, it's crazy. Um, shit. New Year's is mad sus right now. Yeah. So the Strokes canceled. So, oh man. So supposedly
1: the bull drop is still happening, but I don't even know that's how that's going. I mean, it might. I think I think they'll push through just because, of, you know, we're, we're capitalism got kind of a capital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need, we need that, that tourist money, but I, I think that's about it. I think as far as indoor shit, there's going to be a lot more cancellations. So, yeah, womp, womp.
0: Womp, womp. We're, we're back in here. Yeah. Um, but, we'll, you know, Reg and Stone are here to provide entertainment for you.
1: Yes, and we're celebrating overall despite it all a good year we're all happy healthy wise and a good year for music yeah yeah, yeah. for sure so right now we're gonna go through the, the the bangers the songs the tracks the cuts that were the soundtrack of our lives that when we're out here beeping and bopping you know waiting online at trader joe's you know what i'm saying Choosing a nice, sexy mask to go for brand new kicks, you know, these soundtracks of 2021, we're, we're going to go down our list and name these songs that, you know, brighten our days.
0: Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. We, we, we have to trim this list down. I, 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 ha, I had to. I, was gonna, I got way too ambitious. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> All
1: right. So uh I, I'll start it off because uh, right. ready for this segue? So as far as songs that we loved, you know, and that got us through our days and made us really feel happy and helped our, you know, our our moods through all these dark times, I nominate a song called Kill Self (laughs) 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 by Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine, I'm pretty sure I've shouted out on this album, before, on this this podcast before. Long story short, um, experimental R&B artist. BK bass, blowed up. She had a album a couple of years ago. This is definitely a much more improvement. All I can describe her is like jazzy R&B, but really loves her like effect pedals. So a lot of loopage, a lot of tape things getting slowed down, sped up. when she plays live, it's she's got a she got a backing band. It's very much jazz bass She plays guitar, but she also like basically manipulates the pedals with her feet while she's kind of playing it. So she'll like loop her voice or distort it so great album probably make my album of the list year list also but particularly this song why did i shout out this song so this song begins with like a little ditty little guitar line that's a little distorted she sings a nice little melody but then eventually, and this is what I what I love about this song. But why why I hate it at the same time? This four on the floor kicks in. That's just Donna Samba transcendence. Mm. It's just like it's just her voice gets echoey, and it's just like this fucking doom doom doom. And it's like, and it only lasts half the song, and the song is already like two minutes long. But it's like a little piece of this transcendent transcendent musical moment. So it's something that literally on my Spotify list, and I was like, goddamn. It's like, you know, I had the random variety of tracks But because it's a two-minute song I think I, every time I listen to it once I pay it like 40 times just because I just want that little house part to last forever And probably does There's probably a Kishinada slash Ozolande remix Out there
0: somewhere that I haven't heard yet But, you know, wow. it's, like, it's a great track That, that, that is like a, a, a PR release Come to life <laughs> You know That's like a Paola Pitchfork review I I tried, you know. I I had to bring it up because the song is literally called "Kill Self," so it's kind of hard. (laughs) You know what's a great track? "Kill Self." But but I mean, I I will will say, your description now has like made me really want to listen to the track. Bruh,
1: that house when that house shit hits is just like ah, I just wanna be, you know, just. drafting glitter at studio 54 in 1983 man that's 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 the way when, when when that little fucking the 808 hits it's like oh and like i said it's weird because the rest of the album is very r&b and very fucking you know jazzy but that little part that little that little 40, 40 46 minutes
0: of club is just mwah mwah so yeah shouts to her that's what's up. Uh, cool. So I'm going to kick it off on my end. Um, these songs are in no particular order, by the way, on my end. Um, it was basically a brain dump, but let's go. Same
1: here. Same here.
0: Let's go. <laughs> uh, so hi is Coyote, uh, Red Room, um, which is a song that I feel like when I first heard it, I hated the hell out of it because literally it's the same, like, like basically chorus, repeated for like five minutes and you're just really like there's nothing else to this song but I will say this if you're driving and or getting high not at the same time kids <laughs> we don't condone is <laughs> uh, actually like a really dope mood it sets this really kind of chill Relax, you know just lay back mood um it's just like this really groovy bassline. um nipom's like like voice is like super soothing and it's not, of the year yeah yeah and it's just like it's, it's one of those things where it's just like it's not a song that you need to lean into because there's nothing there like there's no lyrics. <laughs> there's no nothing. It's literally like I wanna vibe out. I wanna chill. Um, I love good driving music. And I think what would turn me on the soul on the song, like just going down like New Jersey Turnpike and just like nobody there's no cars on the roads like six in the morning and like just vibing on cruise control. I'm like, oh shit, this is I, I get it now. I get it. Like, it's definitely a vibe. Um, the album is good too, but this is obviously the lead single on the standout on the album. Um, and it's just like a song I always come back to. So.
1: I, I love it enough where I, I cause, uh, Cause my cause my booth plays it around a lot, so I'll kind of come in and sing up like my, my own made up lyrics. So, <laughs> it's like <inaudible> <laughs> I got a red room, tip it to my top, but the pummel tip a bam Do da It's 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 just a really it's one of those things where like once they hit like I guess that melody line, they were like that's it. We just we're just gonna that's we it. We can't <laughs> really we. It's, we're just gonna <laughs> loop it and vamp around it, but we're not gonna really beat this. Like this is this is just this is just This So you know, huge 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 fan and, sh- and shouts to them. Uh, on my hand, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dip a little bit to uh, uh, arguably the, my my favorite lyrics of the year. Um, so God's hate is kind of a fake band, kind of a real band basically, you know, there's a big hardcore punk movement in California that's kind of resurgent. Um one of the you know, one of the big producers out there basically has a friend, it's professional wrestler, and basically was like, "Hey, you know, you look like a guy I should be in a in a fucking punk band." So they started a band called God's Hate. They're kind of a little bit metal, a little bit hardcore, but um you know, it's, it's just basically, if if you're out there taking steroids and working out in the gym, mask on, obviously. This is your kind of shit. But uh, long story short, the reason why I love this song was because uh, they dropped the album right around January 6th. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, hemming and hawing. And, you know, the last four years, you know, we have to get a little political. is the idea of where, you know, are these ideas out to live and free speech and everything else. So uh, <clears throat> let me read some of these... Uh, <clears throat> Some of these lyrics, uh, finish the job, kill them all, bullet to the head, watch them fall, the time has come to kill them all, there is no peaceful revolution, weaponize the constitution, you desire racial purity, I'll smash you into obscurity, nice, simple, wealth without hardcore lyrics, you know what I'm saying, uh, captures the zeitgeists, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's long story short. What I liked about it is the idea of where sometimes you just need a fucking song to go out there and run, you know, remember the Nike commercials? It'd be like, all right, we're going to give fucking, you know, we're going to have the driving rage gets a machine song. We're going to have, you know, and, and so with this is just the idea of where it's simple, it's punk straight to the point. And it's kind of cool to hear a song that Nazis suck in 2021, where for some reason we allowed the last four years to believe us or to fool us into believing that you know certain circles it's a viable political thought so this is just a whole bunch of knuckleheads saying yo racist punch him in the fucking face and it's a match that could stand up behind so you know shouts to to god's hate (laughs)
0: Uh, definitely definitely um cool so i am going to this is definitely a pivot um (laughs) From that um, to somebody who probably, well, I'm not gonna say this. I don't know if Kanye is pro January 6th or anti, but. um, I I think God's Hate would probably, might might wanna
1: be looking for him actually.
0: Yeah, so, um, but, um, so I will say this. So Kanye dropped Donda, and it is, as expected, kind of a mess. But there are gems on this song, on that album, um, that I started to come back to. And you know, speaking of like a gym song or like an amp song, Junior is like classic boastful Kanye, kind of like that Watch the Thrones era Kanye. Junior Watanabe on my wrist, like where well, you're 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 so poor that you have to do the Google search. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this reference. This is a rich person reference, you know. Dude, dude I remember when um Otis came out and like like hublo. What's that? What's a hublo? What's a hublo on the on the, on your wrist? You know. Um, but it's just it to me, it's just like one of those like um songs that you need to get you amped and energized and and like you know get started on the day, and you know great production. Um, like, you know, really catchy hook. And it just made me miss, like, classic, like, you know, boastful Kanye, you know, and that's kind of like, uh, you know, it's just a song I just kept going back to because it's just, it's just so, like, lit. It's so fire, you know? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I, I think the most disappointing thing about the Kanye album, particularly uh, in comparing contra- comparing contrast to the Drake album, which kind of came out was clearly clearly mid- um, There's a good album there. It's something where I think, uh, if we have to consider this as Jesus, Jesus slash alt right wing era, it's probably the best record he's put out overall. Um, The problem is that it was kind of a hard drive dump. So these were probably, I mean, I'll say, I was thinking suspicion some of these were ideas that he was probably was playing around with before the the, the heel turn. But um, there are some gems. So yeah, no, I'd, like I said, it's, it's cool to see some, there's a little bit of the old Kanye in there. Hopefully we'll see more of that. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, my next track was uh, Spencer. You around? Uh, long story short, told the story. I was walking around my little cool neighborhood, and I walked outside uh, a, a live band playing I sponsored a sponsored little live show that's free. And uh, I ran into Spencer, who's basically he reminds me a lot of. And it's gonna sound a, it's, it's gonna sound weird, but bear me out. Remember when you had Wonderland and all those artists? oh yeah, yeah 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 like it could she could he could be on wonderland he could be on 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 Her- saint heron like with um with solange's label it's just like very r&b for dash indian and dash of good good like pop songwriting um so basically long story short ran into him the band playing great little band great songs Downloaded the album definitely up there for me and enough where I guess he got, I, I guess, the cool, the, the approval of cool black people, because it was an insecure a couple episodes ago, actually. Of course. The, the nod. They were like, oh, of course. <laughs> we, we see what you're doing, little Negro boy over there. We'll put, your, we'll put you in here in the, the Easter Ray world. So, I mean, it's just a really, really pretty summer song. I like, guess the only way I could describe it to you. It's something, like I said, you would see that, you know, Janelle Monet would kind of riff on. It's just, and I think, again, it's another very short song, like two minutes, but just two minutes of this really tight, very up, upbeat, you know, hanging out with your girl, holding hands, getting cupcakes, songwriting. So, you know, props to him.
0: Cool, cool. Uh My next track is uh Tyler, the Creator. Ooh, um, who's, I've, I've never heard of him. Uh You know, budding young rapper. Yeah, budding. Um, <laughs> you know, which is... crazy like 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 people don't really like i think like know that he's been in the game now for like 15 years or not 15 years like 12 years 12 years you want to hear something scary years
1: you could make a weird argument that you've got kids who are really into tyler as a rapper got of a certain age forgot he was a rapper and you've got another set of kids that came up age where they only know him as like a singer alt-right, i mean, not alt-right, yeah. like, you know, alternative type, type of artist. So yeah. like you've got these two audiences that like, you know, that have diametrically different views of how Tyler actually is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, my track is Lumberjack by Tyler, a creator. Um, I mean, Tyler rapping, I think he's always been a great rapper. He's always been able to put like, he has like this way of words, that i've always admired even if i didn't like the content of his his music and even if i didn't like you know their production i'm sorry was trash (laughs) the odd (laughs) production but i always thought like tyler was a very skilled like lyricist um and lumberjack was like that return of uh you know that skilled lyricism combined with like your dj drama kind of like um, not even like old school hip hop, but like just your pure hip hop beat. And I think it's a lot of people who are just like, Oh yeah, Tyler is a singer. You know, he's an alternative indie guy that wears a blonde wig, and it was just like Tyler's way of saying, No, like, you know, like I am this dude also. I grew up on this stuff also. Um I can wrap you under a table if need be. Um and that's what Lumberjack was to me. You know this album, I think, was very divisive. I know a lot of people who don't like this album because it is very much like, um, very kind of like, like ADD in a lot of ways. um, In terms of like the production and the starts and stops and things like that. But um, like I call me lumberjack because I wish a nigga would is like one of my favorite like lines, rap lines. And I remember it's like the first time hearing that, being like, oh snap, like the meme, you know, like oh. You know, I, I'm I'm doing the gesture. Y'all can't 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 see it on the <laughs> on the audio, but Reggie knows. Reggie knows. Um, so yeah, um, you know, there's a few other songs on on uh, that this album too that I really like. Um, but um, Lumberjack has always been something I've come back to. Like I think the the Spotify algorithm says my number one played song of the year. So. Wow, nice. <laughs> Yeah, so somehow it stuck with me.
1: I, I think it's, I'm gonna connect it to the Kanye, I, I, and I think it's even with my listening too, the where I've been kind of listening to a lot of like uh, Griselda and the way they kind of rap. I think it's the idea of where in these weird at certain times you want to have these guys like swagging out, kinda like almost like superheroes. Yeah. Whereas like you know, yeah, life sucks, and like I said, it's 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 that I won't say aspirational, but it's just like yo, but I'm still out here doing well. You know, it's like, oh, you know, that little pick-me-up musical was in its own word way, even though it's unnecessarily, you know, you know, trees and everything else. The idea of where you know, dope rhymes, dope lyrics. I'm swagging out above you all. This weird like return to like you know, we're in the parties over 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 paying for drinks like that kind of like hip hop shit. I think it's kind of like a weird return, and and I think it was kind of cool to have Tyler kind of switch it back because I think it was needed. I don't think we needed. And again, I say somebody who's a big fan of Tyler's alternative R&B phase. You know, I I I, I like Swaggy Out. I think we needed Swaggy Out, fucking Tyler the Creator in 2021 as opposed to you know struggling with my fucking my paramour <laughs> over 80s <laughs> synth rock beats tyler you know i think i think it's, it's a good return to form um speaking of uh i guess <laughs> sw- 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 swagging over fucking so's uh don tolliver uh i love don tolliver don tolliver is on the load of my favorite artists for the wrong reasons only because he does really great ignorant R&B in the vein of like let's say you're Jeremiah Uh, so basically he's got a song of Callie Uchis called Drugs and Hella Melodies which is basically Drugs and Hella Melodies you know, he's singing about his penis. She's singing about her pussy. It is a perfect little ignorant, like, like R&B song. And like I said, going back to the, my point before, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a return to normal, you know. In a world where, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next, it's nice to know people are out there fucking. And it's a song about fucking. So,
0: shout <laughs> to Don. Word. <laughs> um, I will definitely check that out um so next for me is uh lil sims um who it still continues to be one of my favorite rappers um you know gray area dropped i think last year the year before made my top 10 list uh her latest album uh i think i might be introvert is gonna most likely be on that list as well and um you know Really well, I thought she was still slept on because like nobody I know like really knows about like n- people who I who I I think are music heads, um are like who is this who are you talking about? However, her Webster Hall show is sold out and they want like ninety dollars for a ticket. Nice, <laughs> good for her on the resale market. And like, man, do I want to play pay like Barclays dollars to to see her at Webster Hall? Um, but having that said. Um there's two songs I want to like lift up here. One is Woman which is like, you know, a really dope kind of like inspirational rap album, like anthem for for women. Um and then Point and Kill which is like her kind of like Afrobeat take. Um and I think both of these um tracks are really interesting and it just shows her versatility. Um it shows that she can jump from you know, an Afrobeat track to like a a kind of a more of a boom bap hip hop track. Um, I think she has a lot of like, she also also is very skillful with words. Um, And, you know, I I think it's just like one of those things where I like, I'm always like in awe of her, um, you know, as an artist, because Gray Area was definitely more like dirty, gritty, uh, almost like, you know, Grime London, and now this is way more kind of like Afrobeat slash hip hop slash RB like vibe. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you still haven't checked out um, Little Sims, please do. Um, and also if you have an extra ticket, like hit me up. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, uh, for me, uh, Cakes the Killer. So uh, Cakes Killer is probably extremely. I've liked Hicks Killer for a long time heavily slept on MC um, possibly actually probably all of it has to do with homophobia um, he came back recently doing these EPs for production I think it's a duo called Proper Villains it might be one guy actually even though it's called Proper Villains um, but basically he dropped an EP called I think Motherland last year part one this year, I believe it's part two, but on that EP is a song title I can't say. Let's just say it's a homophobic slur. Um, on that EP, it's written backwards. And uh, like, it just goes hard. It just goes hard. It, it's just like, it's just bassline thumps. Immediately, it's a call to get on the dance floor. It's some shit where depending on what kind of club you are at two in the morning in the big city somewhere, it's like motherfuckers are leaving their fucking drinks and, or, or drinks are flying. It is a really dope-ass hard-hitting club song and like I said, it's it's weird because we haven't been in a club for a year and a half. So when this kind of came on, I was like, god damn, it's been a fucking minute. Like, it kind of pushed me in the face. So I, I kind of always appreciate what Cakes is doing, so it's kind of cool he's still doing what he's doing at a very high level. And the other thing is in my head, it's gonna be a weird aside, but Cakes is a very very an MC is MC. Like, no matter what track he's attacking, he's attacking at a very high technically skilled level, and it's about bars after bars after bars. So it always reminds me because I feel like a lot of the shit the baby was kind of getting as far as his kind of guest appearances, cakes would destroy it twenty times because they still have that same almost barred up, you know, fucking yeah, bar, that barred up battle rapper type way to attack. Where it's just like, I when you leave, this microphone will be covered in spit and anger. And I always like that about him. So it's just like, it's cool to kind of, and like I said, also I'm always here for a hip house fucking revolution. So to hear him kind of just be unleashed over fucking three minutes of fucking just house music is fucking awesome. So shots to him, shots to them actually. That's what's up. That's what's
0: up. Um, I, I I will actually check that versus too. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's, that's, that should be like, 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 you know, a cool versus is like, okay, Cool. You don't like home like like you know, rappers who are homosexual. Okay, cool. Like battle rap them. That, you know? <laughs> I would I, w- I would see that. I would say like like I would like pay per view or like the Russian stream of the pay per view. I would like, love it. W- and then the thing is they're so fragile <laughs> that all it would take is this one one one
1: little jab at their fucking masculinity, it'd be a rap. He'd be all struck.
0: He'd yeah. be out there <laughs> the baby would be crying on stage. <laughs> Oh man, Swiss, get at us! Like we would make that happen. Um, <laughs> so, um, for me, um, my next one is a really cool rapper that I um, stumbled upon. I don't know how I stumbled upon. Um, her, her name is I Am Dochi, um, oh, and yes. she's a rapper, like creative. I believe she's out of Florida. Um, the track called PMS, which is. Um, My Old Man Heart is just like, yes, because it's basically Boom Bap Hip Hop, um, female rapper, um, really dope production, uh, but then also too, like, PMS, so it's very, like, female-centric, um, and it just, the the production goes, like, really, really hard. It's head nodder like, music, and you know, I think all those things kind of connected with me, so this is another track I just, like, always came back to. She has, like, a few other uh EPs that she dropped this year um she's experimenting with a lot of styles which I think is fine you know like she's trying like there's one track that she's way more kind of like Nicki Minaj and there's one track that you know I think she's a little bit in between maybe like a little bit more like uh Megan Thee Stallion or like Cardi B um so she's still trying to figure out like, what fits but um, I do like this, this kind of, like, really cool young take on, like, Boom Bap. Um, you know, so definitely check it out.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So on mine is a song I shouted out recently, actually, uh, JPEG Mafia end credits. Um, there's two versions of this song. Uh, one version on Spotify, I believe, might be, like, because long story short, he sampled a group called Animals as Leaders. So I don't know if it's because they recreated the sample, but either way, the one on Spotify is a little bit slower. The one that's actually on his band is a little more sped up. So you can make the argument it sounds a little bit more urgent or more, more let's say, punk, quote-unquote. But I actually like the Spotify version because the track breathes a little more. Uh, basically, it begins with a wrestling intro that happened in AEW, I think, uh, in August, where basically Art Anderson shows up. Basically, you've got these two generations of... of, of uh, Two generations of wrestlers on, on stage you know the old father who's kind of like more of like a talking head like prototype, type and then the young dude wrestler and basically i guess the the storyline is the idea he's trying to pep him up and say how much he's uh gone quote unquote soft so basically it's some weird allegory about a card that shows up and him blowing his brains on the street with a clock some just toxic masculinity shit but the way the song kind of starts with that fucking speech and then these fucking this guitar solo kind of kicks in and he just starts rapping angrily is just great and i and i remember in the comments somebody said like this is like super villain like fucking theme music and and i just love that track for it it's, it's just a really like fucking you know not necessarily like god's hate like i previously mentioned but it's a really amplified adrenaline filled track and i think what captures really good about you know jpeg like in his live also where he has a really animated, strong, you know, presence where I, and I, I mean, I'll go there. Like, you know, as opposed to Travis Scott, where it's very much like, I'm just doing punk music, with the regular signifiers. There's something here that seems a little more urgent, a little bit more, more like, like relatable, a little bit more fucking real, as opposed to like, you know, manufactured X. So, you know, shouts to JPEG and, you know, always a huge fan, but this is one of his best songs he's written. So props to him.
0: Wow. Wow. Um how am I going to follow that up with, with, with Adele
1: <laughs> Adele goes hard here's
0: the thing though
1: that's the thing about Adele though so you know it's easy it's easy for me to have a sample and me screaming on it or fucking rock guitars but Adele goes hard a different way if your girl if, if you show up late and she's playing Adele in a room by herself you might be doing really well or really bad
0: yeah <laughs> true true um, so there's two songs, I'm cheating here again, uh, two songs by Adele, um, My Low Love, which is, uh, probably, like, the most R&B, like, like, when we think about, like, R&B, um, production, like, I've, I've heard from Adele, it's very, like, modern, it's very kind of, like, Drake-ish, um, you know, um, production, but it's literally about how she's sad. And, like, there's, like, these voice notes and, you know, her talking to her son and talking about, like, you know, mommy's just sad right now. And it's, like, interspice between, like, you know, the singing and the lyricism. Um, so I think the production's really dope. Um, the singing and lyricism is really dope. And then, like, the voice notes, which apparently she stole from hip-hop, you know, because this was, you know, <laughs> Columbusized from hip-hop. Um <laughs> But uh, it's it's just like a really it's like one of those songs where I'm like you know Adele I know you're a millionaire but yo I need to give you a hug like that's 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 how I feel like I felt like the the passion uh, in that song and I felt kind of like the the um, just like the pain in that song and I, and that's what I want from music I want like to feel that yes. um, what what an artist is going through uh, and the same with uh, to be loved. It's just like all I want is to be loved, you know. Like this whole kind of like, and the the whole theme of the album is very much like you know I'm realizing that you know I'm the problem, <laughs> you know, which I think is a really you know, I I think the very mature take self actualized
1: man. That's a, lot a lot of therapy went into
0: that. A lot of lot of therapy money. <laughs> You know because I feel like most music is very much like you know, F you like blah blah blah, you did me wrong, but like sometimes you have to look within yourself, you know, growth. And so, uh, and two we love is another song, it's like, yo, you need a hug, like, yo, this is crazy. So, um, and you know, she has enormous vocal range. Um, you know, I, I think it's a solid album, and these are two solid songs, and again, they, they make me feel something which. I think it's really hard to do now, um, in twenty twenty one.
1: So, You know, that I like I was comparing contrasting it to like like the hardcore punk and the hardcore hip hop. It's like, like I guess Adele Adele knows how to get into the feels. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't you don't have them rack You don't have them album sales if I tapping into some kind of cultural <laughs> zeitgeist. And you know, bitch ass, you know, bitch made dude. She definitely she definitely has that. You know that that cultural. Cultural zeitgeist tapped in of, you know, a lot of women at home, angry at the men out there, frolicking. So, you know, props to her. (laughs) Uh, On my end is Arm and Hammer. Um, Huge fan. Um, Billy Woods, Lucid, great MCs. Last couple of records has definitely been more on the, I can't say apocalyptic, but just basically, you know, kind of just talking about the way... I'm trying to think of how I would describe it to you. Because you think it's, I I could say they're talking about the street, but it's not really. It's just about, like, you know, that middle aged mother trying to struggle to, like, feed her baby. It's about dudes showing up every day to go work. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, if if there's a drug dealer there, it's not about the big ball drug dealer. It's the one, like, you know, literally trying to scrape together whatever residue he's got off his fucking scale because he needs to somehow scrounge up another $40 to pay for a fucking, you know, like, fucking for baby formula um but what i like about this particular song which is stone fruit is the fact of where you know by them kind of like you know covering this kind of fucking corner it's very much black blues and on this song in particular they kind of go full blues where lucid's kind of singing this really sad like fucking almost blues melody and there's a sample kind of going on top of it, and so it's kind of cool because for dudes that are known to be very, very much about their words, about their bars, about their flow, you have—I won't call it a ballad per se—but you've got this, 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 this really dark blue song that comes out at the end of the album. So it's just a great little fucking. It's a great little album and then long story short and kind of, kind of, and then even if you aren't necessarily a big fan of how to cram all the words to the bars, it's like if, if, if I had to introduce somebody to what makes them dope, I'd probably start with this album just because it kind of shows you thematically where they're coming from and then, you know, hit them with the more, you know, wordier fucking, more wordier fucking songs and a lot of more of the metaphors, yada, 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 but it's just a perfect summation of the group while, you know, stripping everything down but bringing it back up and showing you why they're great. So, you know, props
0: to them that's what's up cool cool so next on my list is uh this actually surprised me um (laughs) but drake drake um and it's not anything from certified lover boy because that's trash (laughs) um (laughs) andy yeah go on sorry i'll I'll, I'll interrupt later (laughs) well I, i will say this so earlier um like this year, Drake dropped like the Scary Hours EP. Um And I think this, I'm not saying it was Drake's best work, but I think they had, he had bangers on there. It's right? better than
1: the album. That that little three yeah. song EP. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's much better than the album. And I think it, it just really got me hyped for the album. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. Like all all Drake needs to do is stay in this lane and you know, make ten songs of this, and he's good. And uh, he did not do that, <laughs> but um, you know, a little like I, I again, like I, and maybe there's a theme to to this whole all my selections outside of like Adele. Like I, I, I think I was just like looking for like tracks that'll get me a little hype, a little lit. Um, you know, I'm working out a little bit more this year, so um, I just need something that I'm just like that they'll kind of hype me up and like, Drake and Rick Ross on, like, a classic 40-beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sampling Quadron, or sampling, um you know, Quadron, like, you know, like, to me, it's just like, oh, snap, like, this, this, you know, like, they ride off the beat, the beat's great, it's very much like, you know, like, luxury raps, you know, I'm better than you. Um, My favorite. And And, you know, it just shows you, like, if Drake is... Firing, he didn't even have to fire on all eight cylinders. If you get like a six cylinder <laughs> Honda Accord, drink, it's still kind of solid, you know? And, and I feel like, uh, and Rick Ross, I, I feel needs to make the comeback album in 2022. I know he's been popping up. Bruh, um, he dropped a record you know.
1: like like he a week did? ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, shit. It's oh, crazy. That.
1: As opposed to it's oh, not that.
0: bad, but it's like,
1: it's so weird how, like, how far removed from the zeitgeist he is.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he's like his features this past year have been really solid. Yeah, you know? no, it's weird. Yeah, and and like I I feel like there you know there needs to be a Rick Ross revival, and I think Rick like goes off on this this song, and I'm like, oh snap, this is like classic Rick Ross. So um, so yeah, no, it's it's definitely like um, I'm not gonna say it's like <laughs> fine dining of music, but uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 definitely just showing me just like the Kanye track showed me. It's like, this is what we, we could have had <laughs> with these albums. Um, and, you know, even even when they're mid, like, they're, they're still hidden. So Yeah.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's Like I said, it's, it's very interesting to me because similar to you, I was like, yo, Drake is going to hit it. It's going to be a great, you know, uh, my favorite villain, my favorite hip-hop villain. So they come back hard, those tracks were solid, and it's kind of, like I said, it's one of those things where I would love to re- read an interview or hear him talk about what happened. Or what's been happening or how... Because he's always very cold and calculating the way he approaches things. So it's very shocking to see how he kind of was definitely on the line as usual, very dependable in the beginning of the year. And then somehow drop that like even when he was beefing with fucking you know Pusha T and he had to effectively sound like he recorded some of those songs because uh, those songs on Scorpions definitely referred to you know what came out about his son even even then you could say that was a great album a little bit too long but definitely there was a lot of good things here Whew, that yeah. Drake album was, was kind of just, just the worst thing it's, it's boring but uh I guess oh well. here's, here's my, my new favorite villain Doja Cat um <laughs> I'm going to hate on this song. I can't think of an artist I've heard bite another artist so hard the way she does Nicki Minaj here. By a large, I can't, I can't, shit. Uh, Designer. Designer in future is the only time I can think of the last time when I heard somebody just blatantly steal somebody's shit. But Mm -hmm. here's the problem. There, Nicki Minaj doesn't have a pop song as good as Give It To You. It, at the end of, full stop. Full stop. The shit is just swagged out. She's doing little tiny, kitty, girly voices. She's switching flows up. She's speeding it up. You know, she's stealing some Nicki phrases. She shouts Nicki out on the end of the song. It is a really well-made pop song, which is basically, you know... I can imagine, you know, again, alternate universe, you know, you know, four or five fucking teenage girls hopping in the SUV, going to some boys' party in college, going to some fucking bar to go meet some boys they like. They're getting amped up. This is playing fucking loud. They're driving. You know, it's it's just. It's a perfect line of, like, I won't say necessarily female empowerment, because that sounds a little cliched, but it just, like, a, a, sounds like a nice, fun song aimed at fucking homegirls, and I, and I like that it exists. You know, going back to the idea of the theme, I think for us, what's been hitting is songs that are just like, hey, let's get amped up, let's do things, let's go live life, and Give It To You yeah. is a great song as far as that's concerned, so, you know. I still hate you, Doja, but that that was some damn good fucking songwriting there, motherfucker. I, I,
0: yeah, I, I will say about Doja Cat, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can't hate about Doja Cat. Like, you know, we still don't know if she's all right. She essentially her album was produced by Dr. Luke. Like, there's a lot of things that I don't like about Doja Cat. But like, I, I will say this, um, that she made a solid album she made a really solid pop album um you know she like they knew what they were doing and i i it's it's an album i i probably like way more than i thought i would
1: yeah no same it's something where and she's and the thing is you know and we discussed this one time i have to make i think is that you know ready for this let me have my therapy session I think it's maybe, you know, my, our, our own, my own inherent misogyny where I'm just like, you know, she's, she's, she's not a good person, but you know, 50 cents when I was in the 50 cent, it was fine. You know, some people are trash. You have a lot of artists that are really good artists and trash and yeah, you know. Not everything is 100% proven. There's definitely an alt-right censure about her. But it's hard for me to kind of, you know, I think I have to look at, you know, Call a Spade a Spade where, you know, obviously she's very talented, good songwriter, has bops. I have to give her the props. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if I'm able to kind of compartmentalize other male musicians, I have to do the same for females. So, you know, she's, like I said, she's, she's my, you know, Drake is one of my fucking mortal enemies and so is Doja. But, you know, I, it's, it's, <laughs> you know but like I said, but I respect the artistry of both.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit, um, and talk about, uh, a band that I discovered, um, this year that I really like, uh, Modu Mokhtar. Um, I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, afric victim is a song, um, off of the same album, same, same title, tra- track of the album. And, you know, it's, it's the language is to rag and you know it's definitely not they're definitely not talking about the same issues that say we would talk about right in hip-hop but the energy is the same you know it's protest music it's it's you know it's anti-colonial colonialism music you know um, and it's very Like, kind of localized In terms of, like, the what they're talking about And the subject matter And you definitely need a translator To understand, like, what they're talking about But, like, once you get that, you, like, you understand it, Right, and this is kind of, like The core of music, is, you know If it's not talking about love it's, <laughs> it's talking about conflict, right And I feel like this is, this is a conflict album Um Just from, like A, um a musical standpoint, it's probably some of the best guitar work um you'll hear. He's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, dude is
1: effort- and you see him play, like it like it's it's effortless. Like he's just like he's just yeah. just fucking he could be doing that and like fucking typing on a computer at the same time.
0: Yeah, and like nobody, I don't think anybody's talking about that. You know, like people were talking about the, the groove and, you know, it's definitely like an Afro, not, not Afrobeat groove, but like kind of the same like, you know, like rhythm, it's like a duality rhythm or something like that, but the guitar work is phenomenal all throughout the album. And if this dude was like, you know, playing for Vampire Weekend, he would be on the cover of like Pitchfork Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no it's it's a great album, great melodies, um, and I always tell people like if you like Kring Ben like to check out this album, and not because they're the same album, they're completely different, but it's kind of like that same energy, just amped up right um and and but you know it's kind of like these rhythms, these moods, um, but then, like with a guitar, um, the drums are a lot harder. And, and, you know, the lyrics are obviously, you can't understand them, but you like, they're almost like an instrument because they're just like a very, they're just so, it's so like different and so unlike to like the American ear. Like it just sounds like more like an instrument to me as opposed to just like a, an actual like, you know, actual lyrics. Um, And yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's great. Like it's, it's a great song, uh, great album. Uh, It's probably going to be in my top 10 maybe. Uh, So yeah, definitely check them out.
1: So, Not a no, huge fan. Like I said, it's it's something where the guitar work is just and you see him playing and he just looks so happy while he's playing, it it's just it's something where as a musician I'm just like, God damn, these these they're fucking tight. Like it's just yeah. like it's and it's like, you know, it's weird that word disconnect because you don't really think about it that way. But these dudes could kill the boomer like like the guitar boomer world, like they could murder every rock cafe <laughs> and sell it <laughs> out. <laughs> like if some if they're able to make that leap the classic rock it'd be a rap, you know. But uh it so my next track is uh, Tirza. So Tirza is a UK artist. Her first track is really good. Um, Trip-hoppy, indie-rocky, um, but definitely um, solid songwriting, let's just say. More more songs of form, verse, chorus, verse, things like that. You know, a little stripped down, but not as much. This one is her second record was called Color Grade, and it's a lot more experimental a lot more interesting song palettes. She usually works as a producer who makes the beats. And I can only imagine how she reacted when he sent, or I think it is he, uh, he sent these um, tracks over because they're definitely interesting tracks. So um, so this one in particular, is literally just a guitar line um, and it's basically this drum, simple drum pattern, live drum pattern, that's just basically kind of, <laughs> I guess, uh, EQ'd much louder than the actual guitar. And her kind of doing this, like, almost vocal, melody, haunting thing to, like, a lover. And it just sounds very, like, haunting and mysterious. And it's a really cool... It's it's a vibe, as the kids say. It's a vibe. (laughs) But, um what I liked about it is going back to the idea of even like Hiatus of how you kind of mentioned this it, it's like kind of when you have like when you find that that musical sweet spot it's just kind of cool it's like, like just write that bitch out and it's kind of cool where even though it's kind of something where it's stripped down it's just a beat there's a certain groove to it, a certain drive and she just writes that bitch out for like the entirety of the song so it's a, a really dope track which I also had to repeat so you know shouts to her
0: word word um, so next up on my list is uh, Soak Sonic uh, Real Mars and oh, I gotta Anderson get Pot. my my my, my, con, my cognac for this one um originally I put Smoking Out the Window which I think is a it's a really cool song but the song I think that's, that's always like like uh, staying with me is Skate um because like that that album I think it's called Skate the song is called Skate but it's basically like it's a roller rink '70s roller rink like like track, and it's very much like a. It's in the vein of like Saturday Night by De La Soul. It's very much like I I see myself at the roller rink with the band playing, and like I I, I have that vision every time I I uh, I hear that song, and you know number one Bruno Mars writes super catchy songs, like the dude is a pop god. Um, I also, like, you know, he, like, he writes all these songs in, like, 15, 20 minutes. Like, he just, like, bangs them out, you know? Um, and it's just, like, a really nice, melodic, chill, but also, like, you know, like, danceable kind of song. Um, and it takes all these elements of, like, um, like, you know, kind of 70s, but I think since it's not, like, really aping off of disco or soul is definitely more of like a roller rink type of track. Um, it's it's definitely a little bit different. Um, so it doesn't sound like derivative. Um, I think the, that whole album is great to me, um, even though it is kind of a derivative like idea, right. Um, it's injected with so much new, um, energy. And then also to just like the production and the lyrics are great um and the addition of Boosie Collins throughout the whole album is great that it definitely is it sounds like really fresh um but yeah like like a lot of people weren't talking about Skate i think it's like number 9 on the album um so i'm i'm going to put that on the, on the list like that that that's a song that I always come back to
1: no, though the thing is we should probably have a future podcast idea you know top 10 skate songs modern skate songs from like Snoop <laughs> to like Pharrell. but no no it's 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 i don't know like I know a lot of people. Don't, a lot of people expected a lot from this album. I think they expected like a you know like a D'Angelo revolution of R and B, but no. They 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 stayed well from the pocket and they paid for it. And it, and it, 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 I can't say paid for it, but it it paid off well because it, it's like a it's a pure fun skate song. So yeah, no, like I, I love the project. Like you know, I don't think it's gonna be my top ten. But I think only because it's... it's You know, you, you think of the big records that did all these crazy things, yada, yada, yada. The irony is, for a record like Silk Sonic, it's like, it may not make a top 10, but it'll be a record we'll be playing like five years from now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a dope, solid fucking album. So, you know, props to them. Um, on my end, Lil Nas X, Life After Salem. Um, I think we might dive into Lil Nas X as we do other year-end roundups. I think it might have made my list. For a top album, um, overall, in a year where pop music kind of definitely seemed unsure about itself, uh, Lil Nas X kind of came out and kind of you know, be it dabbling in hip hop, R and B, rock, and kind of nailed it. Um, what I liked about this particular song is it seems the last year they've been really trying to push this whole like you know, you know, pop punk slash hip hop kind of crossover. Um, it's, you know, kind of using the same signifiers, a lot of the fucking 90s new metal, a lot of Blink-182 references. What I liked about this song was that you have this almost trip down, almost doom metal-ish, like, guitar riff, and they kind of build on top of it, which I guess is another theme where you kind of just take, you know, something simple is better. Um, and, like, for me, it's just, like, a really... Good, solid rock album, which I think if music wasn't segregated and you listen to the radio, you'd probably listen to like your old rock radio, it would make it there, and you know, like I think out of all the little dabbling we've seen, and it seems very much uh the the music industry kind of pushing this like you know. This, this this rap rock revolution, it just seems like a nice little, perfect little rock song the way I would hear back in the days. You know, th- nothing too flashy, nothing too crazy, no weird theatrics, no, like, fucking, you know, no, like, blink One Eighty Two signifiers, no fucking crazy down-tuned corn guitars. It's a guitar riff that, you know, goes from, you know, slightly fucking distorted to a little bit louder. It's just a really well-made, like, alt-rock song. So, you
0: know, props Lil Nas X. Word. Um, cool. So, uh, let's keep this moving. Uh, so, uh, there's a, a artist, um, that I found to stumble upon again. Um, this is a group called yard act and they're a group from Leeds, England. And essentially they are a anti-capitalist, uh, anti-gentrification, <laughs> Kind of like uh, post-punk UK outfit, um, and it you know like they have uh, like they I guess like their are like um, like headlining track is Fixer Upper, which is like kind of about gentrification, uh, and Payday is the track that like stands out with me, um, and that's definitely anti-capitalist, um, and, and like I just love how the track actually starts. It's like, uh, what constitutes a ghetto It's to like grow your own lettuces in the potholes of the road, and like, this is some fucking b- British <laughs> fucking thespian shit <laughs> set to like punk music, and I love it, I love it, love it, love it, um, it's like one of those things where I feel like the past two years and shit, like the past like, like five, six, seven years, um... I thought more of this music was going to come out. I thought more of this kind of like um, just like I thought it was going to be more of a punk revival that kind of breaks out of like, you know, the scene and kind of becomes a little bit more um, not like mainstream, but just like more like on the level of some of the indie rock that you hear, Um, because the indie rock is just very much like, you know, they don't want to go in that lane. And I think we do need like rebellious rock music that's really important uh, for the culture. Um, but I haven't really heard mo- most of it, um, and even the hip-hop has, has gone, like, you know, like, the SoundCloud era was, like, the, you know, was kind of the punk music of hip-hop, but I was just very narcissist, and I was very, like, you know, almost like, I don't give a fuck, I'm just gonna get mine, which I which I think is what people are doing now, um, but we need somebody who's who's really trying to um, question the system and tear down the system, um, and Yardak is that band, so uh, definitely check them out, really cool, um and it's just very like if you like that kind of like old school like british um like you know working class punk music um it's definitely up your alley awesome i'll definitely check it out i'm kind of mad i missed it
1: um on my end mac homie one of my favorites uh on my list i put pray for haiti which is the album but what i really wanted to focus on is a song called criminal where basically he kind of talks about like uh you know <laughs> With Pray For Haiti, I won't say necessarily it's a concept album, but it's definitely, you know, he seems to, at least his later records, be on a wave where it's very pointing towards the diaspora, where his earlier records were more street rhymes, and, like I said, there was always a heavy presence of his home country in them. It seems as of late, he's been using a lot more Patois, a lot more stories about his family, about his time there, and that's what that song is. Obviously, Criminal is Criminal, so it basically, kind of just talks about you know how you've got this Newark dude running in the streets versus what's happening over th- what's what's happened what's been happening over there geopolitically all these decades. So it's it's just a well written album and it's kind of cool you know not necessarily going back to your point Stone isn't necessarily about you know Raging Against the Machine or yada 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 but it's interesting where you've got this dude who kind of puts his rhymes a lot about let's say streets you know the normal hip-hop tropes you know again he was out with griselda but you know and i'm not gonna say he's out here you know giving speeches anti-trump but it's cool to hear at least some kind of socio-political ideas that are there which may not necessarily speak towards our day-to-day but speak or at least point towards wider systemic issues so you know props to mac homie
0: Word, word, definitely. Um, and yeah, like I, I've i been listening to Pray for Haiti. I was like, oh, wow, this is um, I mean, it's deep and it's solid. So for sure, props. Um, cool. So we're going to keep this moving. Um, there's an artist that I discovered um, fairly recently as well. Um, and I think the artist is actually the group. The group is called Gabriels. Um, they're out of L.A. They're a three-piece. Um, I don't really know what the production setup is but um the lead singer um, just has this amazing kind of booming old school voice that just dominates like um, like the track so bloodline is the track that stands out to me uh, they released two eps uh this year and they're definitely going to be on my, my top 10 list It's like a weird mash of like, you know, um, if you like somebody like a Moses Sumney, um, it's kind of like that thing, but very much kind of like they have this weird obsession with like 40s jazz (laughs) in a weird way. So it's kind of like you have these like really interesting r and b melodies, but then you have this like um you know background of like you know old school kind of like not even like cool jazz. you're talking like big band jazz um with this booming like black lead singer um and all and it all works, and it's, it's just like really, really cool to hear um and bloodline is just basically. Uh, this dude just going in vocally um and just just dominating like like the the vocals i it's it's hard to explain unless you hear the track um and it's just like like it's and it sounds like it could have been made like 50 years ago um which i think was the point um but he has like other tracks there, are just like a little bit more like you know almost like Like R and B lyrics, but still like the everything sounds like it's fifty years ago, like nineties R and B lyrics, you know. Um, So it's a really interesting like outfit, like a really interesting band. Um, It'd be really cool to kind of see what they like, where they land in terms of a like a sound, but like wherever they're playing around with is is really working. Um, So definitely check them out. The band's called Gabriels.
1: Awesome, 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 and I, I think. We've reached the end. There can only be one. You know, both our lists are out of order, yet somehow we, we ended up on the same artist, the God. This is, this is the end. This is literally all of humanity's knowledge. Everything we've been working on, the internet, sciences, you know what I'm saying? The idea of transportation has led us to this moment. This moment where out of nowhere, out of the TikTok world, this artist created the masterstroke of humanity. Thousands and thousands of years from now, when the aliens come and they hit our barren planet, and they're like, what what have these fucking primates created? What legacy will they leave? It'll be Pink Panthers. (laughs) All in history... (laughs) Has, has worked for us to hit this point for the Pink Panthers to drop.
0: You know, it's funny, like, um, this is probably the first, like, out of all the artists that we named, these, this is, like, the first artist we actually have on both lists. Uh, uh, cause how could we not? How,
1: music <laughs> has changed. <laughs> changed. I, I Every time I listen to Pink Panthers, I remember back when I was a young girl, you know what I'm saying, reading 17 Magazine, you know, hoping the boy down the locker liked me. It it is teleported to a world. Pink panthers is a zeitgeist. She's the gods. Ride or die, Pink Panther.
0: Ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So Pink Panther is like really interesting to me, right? So you have this nineteen year old like bedroom producer from the UK who got like really high on TikTok. And when you think of artists getting really high on TikTok, you think of like K-pop, right? Or like maybe Megan Thee Stallion or like somebody who has like a crazy like dance attached, right? And what warms my heart is that she's sampling like old school, like drum and bass, right? (laughs) I'm like, this could be my daughter. You know, like, like, and I think that's, like, what's, what's really interesting about Pink Panthers is, like, it's a very much, like, a very UK thing, a very, like, old school, like, you know, kind of drum and bass and old school UK house thing, Um, you know, deciphered through a 19-year-old kid that's also, like, big on TikTok, which is just, like, amazing to me. and just, like, shows... I don't know, like, like, it, like it could have been gone in a completely different direction, but it's just like I'm really excited to kind of see um, this, like, revival of this, like, era of music kind of happening uh, with the youth, you know? Um, and, like, the popularity of these tracks is staggering. Yeah. Like, hundreds of millions of streams. <laughs>
1: it's, it's kind of weird to have a drone based revival that seems bigger than drone based the first time around, if that makes any sense. <laughs> No, it's, it's going to your point. It's just like very simple. Bedroom producer, couple of old school fucking house samples, put it in there, chop it up a little bit, you know, decent voice, things about her trials and tribulations, you know, being a you know 19-year-old and, you know, basically living life, friends, boyfriends, yada, yada, yada. But it's just really well made. And, 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 you know, obviously, I laid it on a little think thick. Obviously, I was being a little sarcastic, but at the end of the day, I, I think... I think this is kind of the music revolution I kind of was hoping for what happened with the advent of the internet. We've got somebody mm. who is basically listening to tracks that aren't of her era because, you know, I don't think, they would, you know, Joan and bass is not hot in these streets. It hasn't been hot in these streets since the fucking 90s. You know, before her time, she finds these things, finds some gems in it, you know, applies it to her current day makes these beats samples it up puts it on tiktok and you know and makes really good art and i know we were talking about the pink panther panther's album about how it's like 20 minutes long <laughs> and it's just fucking you know like if you went to pink panther's show you gotta probably i should play each track probably three times but it's kind of cool to have this kind of really effortless kind of like project come out and it hits all the notes and it's just really well made and it's kind of like a it's just cool to kind of see a nice young talent that comes out, isn't really overhyped, generally seems organic, doesn't really seem like it's pushed over your head. And we listen to it, it's like, this is a nice song. Like, she's not trying to reinvent the wheel. She's not fucking doing radiohead fucking orchestras. She's not singing about the deep pains of being on fucking, you know, lean. She's not fucking some weird, you know, coffee shop chick, shouts to Common, you know, you know just playing crappy acoustic guitars, getting praised with Pitchfork. She just makes some dope ass, you know, drum based beats and sings over it. And I and I think it's a kind of testimony to how how blissfully easy pop music can be at its height. And that's why I'm a big fan. And like you know, on my list, I was like, the whole album my thing goes, you know, like, and like I said, and there's not any song there I think is as good as any of the songs I've talked about this podcast. But I think the fact of where she's able to put this, a consistently high quality project out there that just feels like somebody kind of working on it after homework is kind of a good place to be musically, and it kind of excites me for the future. So you know, shouts to shout shouts to the Pink Panthers. The world is yours.
0: Yeah and i'll say this too um you know we need more female producers i know that like, she worked with like a, a few male producers to get this album out but like you know she she does production as well um and i mean look there's not that many people who are in these streets like who are female or, or non-male cisgender male out here uh of any genre yeah getting um, get any so, kind of
1: fucking spotlight at all it's, it's all yeah low.
0: yeah yeah. So, uh, you know, like, like shouts to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it's like one of those things where I'm just like, Oh man, the, like the youth, the future's bright with the youth. You know, I feel like that old man saying that, but, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like, like I'm excited. Like it's, it's got me excited about, um, you know, this era of music and also too, like, you know, again, like TikTok is, is what's making this popular. Um, And I think I probably need to be um, more open minded to um, TikTok and what TikTok can do as a a music vehicle, Um, because it's not just K-pop, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I think um, can emerge from TikTok uh, in the future. And it's probably way more open than, than, you know, the radio and all the, the our era of music. Uh, that I think we want, we 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 wanted to, we we think it is, you know. So
1: yeah, and I'm happy we moved back to the hey kids, here's a dance, wink wink, make it go viral era of of music marketing
0: from a couple of years ago. Two C slide, how did that work out for you, Drake? <laughs>
1: you know it just seems really organic and it's and it's it's generally a lot of weird shit enough where as a weirdo music lover myself I'm very shocked but like I said it's just cool to kind of see like again we'll we'll see how long-term it goes but it's it's nice that, you know, I think that revolution of where things happen organically and, you know, putting the tools into the regular people's hands to do what they want to do with it. It's cool to kind of see, like, you know, this project come out and these songs come out just organically without fucking, you know, all the shenanigans, you know what I'm saying? Until I find out she's like a Rothschild's daughter. But until then, she rocks. And that's it for our song wrap up. We have other wrap-ups coming. We're going to encapsulate the year 2021. As far as the music zeitgeist is concerned, the only way Red and Stone can. Music journalists on the scene, going to the shows, going to the clubs. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Watching the verses,
0: you know, hanging on Twitch. Is that what we're doing most of the year until fucking the summer? I, uh, dude, I, I... Yeah, man. Much- my year is shot. So <laughs> we had a good summer. I have though. no idea. Summer
1: was bomb. Summer <laughs> fall was bomb. It's a cold winter, you know. Cold sausage is a sister soldier, but you know, we had we had at least two seasons. We were, we were living our lives.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we had a good like four months. Four months.
1: Four months. It was great. It was a great. While now it was great. You know? It was great. <laughs> but uh as usual, we love y'all. Stay safe. If you haven't taken that booster, get boosted. If you haven't gotten vax, get vaxed. You know. JDK said we outside, but at least, you know, it's cold. So we we inside now. Stay so your asses inside. Stay masked up. You know what I'm saying? Treat this COVID shit. Treat this Omicron shit. You know what I'm saying? For real. You know what I'm saying? And that's it, man. We'll see y'all, you know, into the new year, vibing, thriving, you know, in, out in these streets. No doubt. Peace. Peace.